because one of the things I've learned is that energy is not something that just happens, it's caused. If you want to be energetic and have the energy you need to accomplish all that you want to accomplish, you got to manage your energy. And that comes down to managing your physiology. Welcome to The Ziggler Show, where we inspire your true performance. I'm your host, Kevin Miller, and today we are talking through the successful habits of Michael Hyatt, our guest in the previous show, number 516, where we talked about making goals actually happen. And my favorite line from Michael, truly living the next 12 months and not merely reliving the same year over again. So don't miss out on that show. But here we're going to go behind the scenes to find out what Michael Hyatt's daily habits are. One I was intrigued by was Radical Margin. A big thanks to the sponsors who helped bring you this show. Okay, friends, let's now hear Michael Hyatt's daily habits for success. All right, well, Michael, uh, an immense message that we got from our main show with you on your book, Your Best year ever. And obviously in that, we talked specifically about habits. You took us in talking about uh, achievement goals versus habit goals. But here we want the behind the scenes on you, on your personal daily or so habits, the things that you do in the Ziggler wheel of life to keep yourself strong and well and rolling smoothly. Number one, we dive in is just physical. What does Michael Hyatt do for his physical well-being? Yeah, this is something I pay a ton of attention to because one of the things I've learned is that energy is not something that just happens, it's caused. If you want to be energetic and have the energy you need to accomplish all that you want to accomplish, you got to manage your energy. And that comes down to managing your physiology. So for me, at the kind of the top of the pyramid there is rest, getting adequate rest. There was a study that was done that people that get six hours of sleep or less a night have the focus and attention of somebody who's legally drunk. Mm. So rest is critically important. I know I'm a lot better. I'm a much better husband, much better father when I've had enough rest. Second thing, exercise. I work out five days a week. Three of those are strength training, especially my age at 62. You know, I want to make sure that I'm flexible and mobile and strong. So I do strength training three days a week and cardio two days a week. And then my diet. You know, there's some food. You are what you eat. There's some food that contribute to a high-octane lifestyle and some that don't. So I avoid all processed food. I take uh, supplements on a regular basis so that my body has the nutrients it needs to function at the optimal level. All right. So the next one, Michael, is family. And you know that family is so near and dear to me that I've been on a journey of really keeping you know, my family at the pinnacle of my priority. And I know your family is important as well. So what habits do you have around the area of family that you can share? Yeah, let me share two of them. Um, one is date night and that's not unique. A lot of people do it, but a lot of people struggle with it. One of the concepts I talk about in my book, your best year ever is something called activation triggers. And this is something that sets you up for success and really makes it almost impossible to fail. So one of the things that happened to me a couple of years ago was that I'd gotten lax in my, uh, date night routine. And usually what would happen is Thursday night when we normally have date night, I would get to the point where I go, Oh, I forgot to get reservations. Ugh, I can't get anywhere, honey, let's just stay home. You know, I mean, just like we just it scuttled it. So I said, hmm, there's got to be a better way. So I said to my assistant, Jim, I said, Jim, guess what? Date night is now your responsibility. I want you to make sure that I have reservations at a restaurant 
every week so that I don't fail to, or so that I don't bail out on date night. It's worked beautifully. That's just a time for Gail and I to get alone and really connect with one another. Another habit that we do is that we get together uh, as we go to bed. We go to bed at the same time, which, by the way, is another habit that I highly recommend for families. We go to bed at the same time every night, and we lay in bed together and hold hands, and we do two things. Number one is we identify three wins for the day. The alternative to this is to just kind of grind on all the things that didn't work out, you know, with regret, or worry about things that have not yet happened. But instead, we're grateful. We identify the wins, and then we pray together, and we give thanks for what happened. So those are just some family habits. I love it. I'm writing a note to my wife now. Michael Hyatt yeah. says, I can delegate date night. Okay, check that <laughs> off. We'll see how that flies. I, I thought it was going to be praying with your wife. <laughs> no, that one's legit, but uh, it just got me funny. Sorry. All right. All right. Okay. So number three here is mental. Just how are you staying mentally sharp and on top? Uh, reading is the primary thing. Um, and I read a lot. So I would, I read typically about four books a week or excuse me, about four books a month. Uh, wish I read four books a week, but four books a month. And the way I do that is on my cardio days, when I'm working out, I'm listening to the books on audible. So audio books, that's been huge for me. Actually, even on the strength training days, I do that except one kind of workout where I can't do it. But so at least four days a week, that's what I'm doing. Plus, I have about an hour blocked out every day where I just sit down and read with a, a traditional book. I actually have a reading program uh, called Leader Box where we send out two books a month to people that are subscribers to that where I walk them through uh, those books because I believe that staying sharp mentally and growing intellectually is so important. Attending conferences. I went with your dad, Kevin, to a conference a couple of years ago. Together, your dad's a voracious reader and loves that stuff too. But I'm I'm like a shark when it comes to content. I can't stop moving. You know, I'll drown if I don't. That's the same way with content. Hey, full disclosure here to both of you. Uh, I'm a subscriber of Leaderbox. Mm. And uh, Michael, I got to tell you, uh, exceeded my expectations. Fantastic. So, well done. And if I can be fair and say that I struggle with six kids, can I be fair and say that uh, I struggle to read four books a month? And so the, the, the guide that you give the, you know, that you provide with the book has actually helped me a lot to feel like I can jump in and really get where I need to go. And so that's one of the things I love that you did is you, you provided this kind of tool to get through the content and digest it. So well done on Leaderbox. Highly suggested to anybody and everybody. Thank you for being a subscriber. You bet. Okay, so uh, financial, Michael, um, you know, that's, that's an area, that's a pain point for a lot of us. And so, you know, I know you've had, you know, various different uh, seasons of life, you know, and so how do you, what's your habits around this area? Okay, so I'm pretty good at it when I really get focused on it. But I kind of consider this in my, something I teach in my free to focus course, my disinterest zone, mm. which is, in other words, I'm good at it, but I don't have any uh, passion around it. And so what used to happen to me is it just never got any attention. And at points in my life, it was a crisis. You know, I went through a business failure in the early nineties. And a lot of that was that I just wasn't paying attention to the numbers. And so I realized that I don't have to do everything myself. You know, I can delegate the things that I'm not passionate and not proficient at. So one of my habits is a regular 
meeting with my financial advisor. In fact, we just met yesterday at my home. And so we meet together uh, twice a year officially and sometimes for other business like yesterday uh, in between. But I let him surface that stuff to my attention. So, again, it's a little bit of an activation trigger. I said to him, I want to have two official meetings a year for you. And that's kind of my habit. Everything's built uh, around that. In the business, I have some habits built around my finances as well. So, for example, we do a cash flow forecast for the next 16 weeks, week by week, so that we don't get into trouble, so that we can see the dips and the surpluses. And we make sure that if there's a problem out there, we've got enough time and enough visibility to see it, to address it. And that's a meeting that we have once a week where we look at the cash flow. Sometimes it's a 10-minute meeting. Sometimes it's a 30-minute meeting. But it's just a habit that we've built into the business to make sure that we stay on track. It's interesting you say a disinterest zone because I resonate with that. And I think you mentioned your buddy, Don Miller. Uh, we interviewed him a couple of weeks ago. And I think he said a very similar thing. And I think he said it more of a negative aspect that he's kind of adverse uh, to dealing with money, but delegates that and has put those habits in place. But I, I like the disinterest zone. That's a little more positive spin. I think I'll use that. I'll give you royalties on that, Michael. Great. Thank okay. You. Uh, next one is spiritual, your spiritual life and vibrancy. What do you do there, Michael? Man, this, this is the most important component of my morning routine. So I get up typically about five o'clock. I've been getting up at about 4.30 uh, recently, especially with the time change. It's made it a little bit easier, but I'm getting yes. up at uh, typically five o'clock. First thing I do is I read from the Bible. So for years, I've read through the Bible every year and I use Tyndale's one-year Bible so that it gives me a selection from the Old Testament, a selection from the New Testament, Psalms and Proverbs. And it's a digestible kind of incremental portion of scripture that I can read and digest. And I'm always on the hunt for something that stands out to me. So that's number one. Number two, I pray. And, you know, I have a list of people that I pray for, list of things that I pray for. Some of it's just worship and praise, but that's what I do second. Then the third thing I do, by the way, these are interspersed with coffee, of course. Of course. <laughs> but that's, the that's third holy. thing I do is that I journal. So this is a habit that I've been doing for about, let me think here. Six years now. So I started in 2011, just as I left Thomas Nelson as the CEO. And I've been using an app for that long, almost that long, called Day One. And here's the cool thing, guys. If you use Day One, it's only available for Macs. Sorry, you PC users. But you, you journal in it. And I have a series of eight questions that I ask myself every day. But it has this feature called On This Day. So mm -hmm. I can see what I wrote on this same day on all the years previous where I had a journal entry. And some days I, I miss, right? So I'm not 100% consistent. That is unbelievable. That's given me so much perspective because I find that there's patterns that keep re recurring, lessons that I, that I wrote down and I don't want to forget, and they get resurfaced in the journal. So those three things together are kind of the crux of my spiritual habits. Wow. Love that. Friends, I trust you're getting great value from this talk with Michael. Here are some great offerings you'll want to check out. So, Michael, career. You know, so many of us spend so much of our life around our career. How do we develop, what kind of habits do you have around your career that you feel, you know, kind of help you uh, in that area? Okay, this is going to be counterintuitive, but because you're, 
part of leader box and you're reading that first book that we're reading, this will make sense. And I teach this in free to focus. We are very Mm -hmm. intentional at Michael Hyatt and company about margin. In fact, radical margin is one of our core values. So we don't like it when people work on the evenings. We don't let people work on the, on the uh, weekends. We shame them if they do it. We, we insist that they take vacations. Uh, We have unlimited paid time off. After three years, we encourage them and pay for them to take a 30-day paid sabbatical. Wow. Okay, now here's why. Is it just because we're amazing, altruistic people? Well, I'd like to think so, but I don't think that's really the reason. I just know that when people are rested, they come back. And in fact, if you go to my, my website, and this will be different whenever this airs, but there's an article that Mandy Revicio One of the people that works for us, who's been with us for three years, she just took a 30-day sabbatical this summer, and she wrote about it. And she talked about all that she gained, what it did for her. She wasn't in contact with the office for 30 days. She talks about the challenges of that, her fears of that, but what it did for her frame of mind when she came back. But here's the deal in terms of a habit. When you observe that habit, it forces you to get innovative about how can I get the work done for 40 hours Mm -hmm. a week? If there are no boundaries... Then the work leaks into your evenings, it leaks into your weekends, and it screws up all these other components that make up this wheel. And so the sum total of your life is not your career. And if you don't box it in, it'll bleed into everything else. Goodness. Okay, that's good. I'll take that into my getaway with my wife next week. Thank you. Great. She'll appreciate that. Well, uh, the last one is personal, and we're really talking, yeah, about what... What helps fill you so that you're able to pour your gift into others? What makes you whole, Michael? Well, you know, it's changed from time to time. Certainly I like reading, but um, I played golf on Sunday. I love that. It's a little bit like fishing. I love fishing too. It's like a friend of mine said, when you're fishing, you're doing something, but you ain't doing much. <laughs> and, and I like it because it kind of takes my mind off the future or the past, and I can just be present to that moment. I find it enormously relaxing. Mm-hmm. On my sabbatical this past year, I always take, Gail and I take a sabbatical in, in August, and we don't communicate with the office during that whole time. Um, she got me uh, started painting, something she does. Mm-hmm. And I've never painted before, and it was a blast. Okay, Michael, I'm not sure my wife can listen to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> This is great. She is going to, my wife happens to know Gail and love her and she loves to paint and she would love nothing more than to get me to paint. So this is huge. <laughs> Let me just tell you something, Mark, it's worth it. It's worth oh it. man, you're killing me. This is awesome. <laughs> this is awesome. Are we getting oh, into marital intimacy about, here? You just filled our entire dinner conversation for tonight. Well, you know who was an inspiration to me? Uh, two people, actually, Winston Churchill and George W. Bush. In fact, there's been, there have been a number of presidents that have painted. But, you know, George W. Bush, somebody hacked into his email account. They found these pictures that he had painted, and then it kind of became a viral sensation. And he just recently published a book of his uh, paintings. He's amazing. Churchill painted even during the darkest hours of World War II. Because he said it was it was that which was enabled him to kind of get rejuvenated, so that he could face all the challenges of fighting the war. Wow. Well, Michael, you know I've I've known you for a number of years now. I, I consider you a friend, Thank and 
there's not a single conversation that we have, whether it's personal and just you and me over coffee or here on, on, a, on the Ziegler show that I don't learn some new things about you. And I had no idea you were painting. <laughs> it's awesome. But no, seriously, I, I just want to make sure everybody knows that uh, this is a man that has impacted my life greatly, that has impacted my marriage, has impacted my role as a father and how I run my businesses and the, the friends that I have. And I'm just very thankful for you, Michael. And I want to invite anybody that really is listening that has not connected with Michael Hyatt. I want to just encourage you to go to michaelhyatt.com. It's a great starting point just to connect with Michael, sign up for his blog, uh, sign up for anything that it strikes your interest. You know, we've been talking a lot about in our previous show, Best Year Ever. We mentioned Leaderbox here. You know, Michael's full of resources that help people like you, people like me. And they just don't just help us to be better in business, but just better in life. And so thank you, Michael, for sharing your life, for sharing your wisdom with all of us. And I just want to invite everybody to be a part of your world. And I appreciate you and the work that you do. Thanks, Mark. That means the world to me. Thank you, Kevin. Well, friends, I trust you are inspired from hearing what Michael Hyatt actually does to help him succeed. I got so much from the interview. Coming up next in show 518, we hear a short clip from Zig Ziglar on goals. It's about 50 seconds of the clip, and he talks about what the true purpose is. And then we hear from that, we took a question posted on Facebook, and we hear from a list of folks who shared the goals they're currently working on now. Michelle Prince and I talk through them for a really rich conversation. Till then, thank you for letting me walk with you as we inspire our true performance together.